right on. Welcome to Circuitous Conversations with Bill and Dan, episode 78 for Sunday, March 25th, 2012. I am Bill Wattman. I am Dan Gottesman. We're recording the old-fashioned way, which is kind of messing me up. Yeah. Well, i got to figure out that little computer problem. Well, that's what you get for messing around with your stuff the minute before we go. Skype keeps changing. I, you know, the new Skype that I in, uh, installed a few minutes ago, mm-hmm. that I then uninstalled, essentially, mm-hmm. um, looks different. Like, Ooh. they changed the interface again. Like, when I was calling you, it ended up getting, like, this weird two-toned thing with a gradient that I've never seen before. Hmm. What was very Skype? odd. Uh, whatever the latest thing you download now is 5.6.0.428, oh. you know, like, <laughs> yeah. the yeah, Skype I, thing, it gets out of control. I'm really not a huge fan of uh, Skype's software development people. <laughs> no, it's, you know what it is? They're trying to turn it into something beyond what it is. It's like, just, they just try to, they're, they're just trying too hard is the problem. Yeah. It's you know? been, it was great. Just leave it as like a little IM looking window that you can also make a call with. That's all I need. Yeah. No, it's, um, it's, it's true. There, there are, I, I mean, the one thing I do find kind of nice about the newer versions of Skype is that screen sharing thing. That's, that's gotten me out of a jam or two in the okay. past, which is kind of cool. And yeah. unfortunately you need Skype five or later for that to work. But yeah, does uh, that go cross platform too? Sure does. Oh, that's kind of handy. Yeah. So that's the one big problem with doing it the other way. Yeah. Um, Um, But as far as like bloat, bloatware is concerned and user interface, it's like, come on. Yeah. Really? It's awful. Commit to something already. Would you? It's uh, yeah, no, it's very, very odd. And, uh, yeah, I, apparently, apparently since I last installed Skype, which is a couple of months ago, they've made changes that now make me kernel panic. So awesome. I like kernel panicking. Oh yeah. It's fun on a Hackintosh. I'm sure. Uh, why don't we do a little uh, uh, stuff from last week? Uh, you've had your iPad now for a week. What do you think? As have you. Uh, it's true. I have. Um, I still like it. Uh, it has now become my uh, draw something uh, platform. Right. <laughs> I've gotten sucked up into that uh, that craze that uh, many. You tried um, to suck me into it, and I refused. You should try it, man. It's fun. Yeah. It's, sure uh, it's great. So is heroin. <laughs> really? I've, I've heard. I've heard that too. I've heard it's great. Um but no, it's it's um I, I, I'm I'm pleased. I've I've started I, I know that it's starting to to stick a little bit more for me than the other one because I've found myself putting Wait, what's the other one? The the first gen iPad. Oh the iPad. Okay. I thought yeah. you were talking about draw something. No, no, no. I'm just saying in, in the in general. I, I've been spending more time with it in my hand. Um because I've been adding a few more apps to it, you know, like, you know, like my various um, stuff that was only on my phone before, uh, like yeah. my banking apps and um, I'm banking this apps cl- are still annoying because you got to type in passwords every time. Well, I, that's security, man. I know. I know. But I have my password as some crazy, you know, absurd thing that uh, LastPass has created for me uh-huh. trying to be secure. Uh-huh. And it's just I have to go look it up in LastPass. And t- so it ends up being like, I don't know, might as well just do this on the computer because it's well, going to be faster. There are uh, there's an app. I know. I think one password has an I- iOS client that can automate that for you if you ever wanted to go that route. Yeah. You know, I like the LastPass because it's all open source, you know. No, I hear you. I hear you. So, I mean, it's a cool. I, I've resisted the uh, the password management consolidation app road. 
uh, the closest thing, I mean, I just, the closest I've ever come is using Apple's keychain, uh, which I, I think I need to clear out. I think there's some passwords in there that are like seven or eight years old now from like wireless networks of clients from mine back in Chicago. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, I should look at that. I, last time I checked, I had over 600 keys in there. Um, now that does web passwords too, if you're using Safari. Yep. Yeah. I, you know, I tried to use Safari the other day because mm-hmm. I, uh, Going back, just a quick little aside. I got a new SSD. I got one of these new Intel right, the 520 Intel. SSDs. Yeah, six G. Yeah, yeah. And nice. uh, and I think that might be part of the problem I'm having. Oh, maybe it's too it. fast for your computer. In some ways, yeah, I think it might be. <laughs> um, so there's uh, yeah, it's it acts. It's not acting quite right, or at least my install on it wasn't acting quite right. And um, uh, uh, what was the point I was going to make? Was Intel SSD reinstalled? Um. Oh, so when I reinstalled it, I was like, you know what? I'm going to give Safari a shot because people claim that Chrome is sometimes a little wonky on Mac OS. I, I wouldn't uh, dispute that. Okay. Um, so I was like, oh, I'll try Safari. But I'll tell you, doing the separate search box from the address bar. Yeah, it takes a little I, I am completely su- I'm sunk into the single bar thing. Yeah, I, I, I fall into to that too. Well, it's just one button though, dude. I mean, it's just the tab key. I know. I just it, it drives me. It, like I I I screwed up about a half a dozen times in like five minutes, and I was like, oh, no, you know, like command every time L, it was like a little command L tab. That's all you got to do. There's no way to jump straight to the search box. You know, there might be actually. Maybe it's command option L. Let's take a look. I'm gonna get a little experiment here. Well, apparently the nope, dev version the of Safari five one or five two or whatever the next version is uh, has a, has a unified bar. Oh, okay. Well, that's so Safari's bought into that. They just haven't made the ch- the change for the general public yet. That's cool. Yeah. So uh, just something to think about out there. Not a huge deal. Gotcha. Um, anyway, so uh, that's the only reason I, I so I can't use Safari just because that drives me nuts. So I went back to Chrome. Fair enough. And everything was and, and the world was everything was right in the world. Good for you. Uh, anyway, so uh, iPad, yeah, you know, I agree. I I've used it more than I liked the the first one. Um, almost all of that is because of the screen. Um, yeah, but yeah, far, you know, let's say I've seen four or five friends of mine have come over in the past week, you know, just stop by, mm-hmm. and they all like playing with it, mm-hmm. and I probably have spent more time showing them stuff on it than I've actually spent using it myself. <laughs> Okay, sure. But Uh, remember, your original intent for the purchase in the first place was for photo and portfolio stuff, which is terribly time consuming anyway. So no, no. And it's I mean, and for testing my website and that kind of thing. And but I've been trying to, you know, sit down with that and read stuff with that. And it's okay, And it's much better than the old one. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, However, you know, if I get up in the morning and I look at my desk and there's a MacBook Air, an iPad and an iPhone all sitting next to each other, I think to myself, do I really need all three of these things? You know? well, the question is, which one do you bring into the bathroom with you? <laughs> uh, lately, the iPad. Okay. Um, but uh, but it used to be the MacBook Air. And really? Uh, you brought your computer into the bathroom? Sure. Huh. Well, my MacBook Air is not my real computer. No, it's I like guess you don't have anything plugged into it. So Yeah, there's nothing connected to it. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it's just, uh, it's yeah, the MacBook, the iPad's fine. You know, you know what's funny? I had that that racing game that I was telling you about, oh, the real racing yeah. two HD. Uh-huh. I haven't really been playing with it, but everyone who picks it up wants to play it. Okay, um, and it is kind of crazy that you can get this game at that level for 
five bucks. Yeah, no, two ninety nine. I think I, it is. I gotta say, man, one of my favorite little, you know, whatever you want to call these uh, modern, uh, what, the, the the whole the what I'm you can help me out here and, and what I don't know what you call this, but the whole pe- people who complain that apps are too expensive, you know, it's like when they you know when someone says, oh my god, five bucks. You know, and it's yeah. like when you think about wait, wait a second, dude. You just paid, you know, an eight dollar toll to cross the bridge. You just paid two dollars and fifty cents to get on the train. You just paid four dollars for that cup of coffee. Yeah. You know, you paid seven dollars for that magazine. What? No, whatever. But the point is, it's like think about this for a second. And you know, in the in the grand scheme of of value for your dollar, yeah. Um, I, well, you know, some I of think, them are great, and some of them aren't worth it. I think That's, most of them are pretty okay. You know, I think yeah, no, ninety nine cents for two dollars for for anything. Even even if it want you know even if you only use it for like a week you know or you only use it like twice a month or whatever if it does whatever it's doing and it does it does that good of a job it's probably worth a dollar you know I True. mean come on True no and 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 that's the thing the the change that I made because I used to be more of a you know I'll just get the free apps and I don't want to pay for apps uh-huh. um, and this time around I've sort of come I've changed my tune a little bit and I basically I've said. You know, as long as I can keep it within reason, I think total I've spent maybe twenty five or thirty bucks. Right on, and uh, and I've gotten almost everything that I really would ever use. Um, so it's it's fine. You know, it's great. It's 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 very nice. The screen is great. It's fine. It's it's usable as a portfolio now. Mm-hmm. It, if I had to choose one of those three devices that to get rid of, this would be it though. I can't live without my phone and I can't live without a laptop. No, I hear you. So it's definitely, it's definitely still a luxury. Yeah. I would, I would make, uh, I would make that call as well. So I don't know. It's, it's great. It's fine. So, you know, if you want one, go get one, but they're, they're very nice, but I don't think that it, it still doesn't quite change the world for me. And I know I'm not, I'm not the target demographic. No, it's true. You're, you're in a minority as far as that's concerned. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but a little bit, it's, there's little things that bother me about it. I still can't figure out, you know, getting stuff on certain apps through iTunes. Yeah. That can be a little weird. Yeah. They, they still haven't quite figured that out yet. Yeah. Uh, I found a comic book app that supposedly can sync through Dropbox, but I haven't quite figured that out. And then a lot of comic books are 20 megs or 30 megs a piece. It's like, that's a lot to be, you know, if you're sticking 50 of them in your Dropbox, that's going to take a while. Adds up. Um, so that's the one thing I can't figure out. They really almost need a like a way to create for it to mount the iPad essentially on your computer so you could just like drag and drop stuff to it. Kinda you like, know, like wirelessly. Or kind of like the old uh, first gen iPods used to be. Yes, exactly like that, but over Wi-Fi. So like it's just in the room, it can mount. Hmm. And I could just drop stuff onto it. Yeah, you know? I could see that being useful. Um, That's kind of interesting. Something idea. along those lines. And, and figuring out a better way to do the whole per app thing. Like, give each app a folder in there, and you could just drop stuff in the comics app yeah, or I whatever think, the I app is. I think actually, I want to say either Palm or BlackBerry does something like that. Yeah. Where, like, when you install an app that has the ability to save or read files, um, and, you know, and, the, and both of those platforms have like SD card support, you know, like I remember yep. when I was a black on both my Blackberry and my palm, I think my palm had an S an actual SD card that would just, you pop it right out of the top, which is kind of cool. And then yep. the, um, Blackberries use the micro SD card, which is a, yep. a and that's the way most, format. almost all Android phones work the same way. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, you know, I don't, I don't think that's a bad idea. No, it's not. It's, it's, it's something different, yep. you know? So yeah, so that's iPads one a weekend. I don't know. It's all right. You know, it's not, 
life changing, but it's fine. You know, no, for me, part of me, part of me wishes I went to maybe the 32 gig version instead of the 64. Like, I don't know that I need 64. Oh, you got this. I didn't realize you got the 64. I got the 64 because I figured, you know, it's a hundred bucks to double from 16 to 32 and then a hundred bucks to double that again. You know, it's kind of like, well, it's not really worth it. It's a, it's, it's better per dollar if you just go all the way, you know, I guess. Um, but I did not go for the, uh, four G. So yeah, me neither. You know, I just, I'm not, I don't want another bill. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. One bill's enough, right? Bill. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, hello. Um, Uh, you know, speaking of SD cards, uh, huh. I got a new camera. Oh yeah. 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 this, this, uh, Canon 5d Mark three. Oh, wow. Yeah. Good for you. Uh, and we'll get into that in a second because you have played with mine. Uh, see, that was a nice little cold opening we just did there. Yeah, good one. Um, Way to ruin but it. But it, it's got the CF slot and the SD slot. Uh-huh. Um, what, do we, what does CF stand for? That would be the compact flash. What about SD? What's that? Uh, that would be... What the hell does SD stand for? Secure, secure digital, digital, right? Secure digital, yeah. Yeah. Because um, it's very secure. It has a lock switch on it. Is that why? I don't know. That's the only thing I can think of. Uh, now, it, th- there were all those weird cards for a while, like the XD. XD? Yeah. I uh, think that was like a, a Olympus format. Oh, it was, and they looked like big, flattened out. They're really thin, right? Like really, really thin. Like Yeah, they really, were weird. Like, and then, like wafer it, well, thin. Then there was like the, did you say wafer? It's wafer thin. Oh. Don't you and know what that reference is from? No? No, I don't. Never mind, then you'll have to look it up. Okay. Uh, and then there were the the memory sticks that Sony oh, tried to do. Yes, I think those still exist. I think they still do too. I, I don't think anybody but Sony uses. Well, I've them got now. a fifty-one in one card reader that can do anything, so I'm not worried about it. Well, okay, so <laughs> yeah, therein lies therein lies part of the thing. Oh, and by the way, you know, we you and I discussed the whole uh, USB three thing last week. Uh-huh. Was it last week or did we do that off air? Uh, I, I think I'm pretty sure we talked about it. Um, anyway, uh, anyway. Uh, the, I read uh, a review of some of the USB three readers, and apparently there's some like um, not SanDisk, but some other like companies one that you can get on Newegg for like twenty five bucks. Uh huh. And the guy said with his really fast uh, CF cards, he's doing like a hundred megs a second. Wow. So neat. There you go. There's an answer for somebody who has. USB 3 but doesn't have FireWire and wants something better than a USB 2 reader. Apparently, USB 3 card readers are actually fast. I've heard, yeah, I, I, was, ta- I was chatting with a friend of mine uh, who's a hardcore Windows guy. And, you know, he's like constantly building and upgrading new PCs and stuff like that. And he said he's had some really great uh, experiences with USB as far as hard drives are concerned. And data, yeah, data they're fast, like apparently. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm definitely going to buy one of those, uh, those little docks, like a new USB 3 dock, hmm. uh, when I get a new machine. Cool. So then I can just pop drives in and move things around. Yeah, um, I, when when the time comes, I I still have high hopes for uh, for Thunderbolt, and my my hope is that someone like Belkin or Mac Alley or Lassie or you know one of the other big name peripheral manufacturers will make a neat little kind of like a multi adapter Thunderbolt box, which will have FireWire, eSATA, USB three, you know, all all of those IOs basically in one little pocket size box that I can just carry with me so that I can connect whatever whatever I need to, you know, and then that way that'll negate, you know, that, that'll actually help justify using like a MacBook Air or if the rumors are true about what they're saying as far as the, the next gen MacBook Pros where they're going to slim them down. Sure. I wouldn't be surprised if the FireWire, well, I, no, I, Fire, I think FireWire is probably going to be in the next gen machine, but the generation okay. after that, uh, I would... 
uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they take it off. Yeah. Um, no, it's, it de- it's getting depending, to that point. Depending on how quickly uh, Thunderbolt ramps up. And unfortunately, it, it is taking its sweet time. I mean, we're still seeing very well, few Well, from what offerings. I understand, the, 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 the chips, the controller chips are fairly expensive, and that's part of it. Yeah, it's um, true. And the pl- people who are making them now, the few people who are making them, can gouge a little bit because they're the only people making them. It's and true. Everyone. And as far as I know, there's still only one manufacturer for the cables, and that's Apple, and they only make that one whatever six foot cable and that's it. Yeah. And the cable is what? 50 bucks. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, so the reason I brought the SD CF thing up Mm -hmm. was that the new camera has both an SD and a CF card slot. Right. And, uh, you know, I have mentioned before on the show that I'm a, I'm a compact flash guy because I like the bigger card. Mm -hmm. I think it's, you know, easier to, to, to not lose. Um, they felt sturdier to me. You know, the CF or the SD cards always felt so flimsy that it always made me a little, you know, uneasy. Yeah. Okay. Almost too flimsy. Sure. Um, so I was looking into, but I was looking into getting, uh, I usually use, cause I don't shoot a billion photos when I shoot. Mm-hmm. So for the past few years, I've been using these, uh, SanDisk extreme three 30 megasecond, eight gig cards. Yeah. Which also another reason to use CF over SD in the, in the past anyway, was speed. Um, okay. It took, a well, while. That's the thing. it took a while for SD cards to get to where they are now. Exactly. So I, I've been using these 30 gig, 30 megasecond, eight gig cards. Mm-hmm. And this gets me 280 pictures, something around that line, mm-hmm. 250, 280 pictures, Sounds about right. uh, which is, which is a fine amount of pictures for me. I carry two of these cards that gives me 500 pictures. I rarely on a shoot ever shoot more than 500 pictures. In fact, I usually fill one card, mm-hmm. you know, um, so I was, but I was thinking if, since this thing has the dual slots, I would get a cheap SD card to stick in the SD slot and then have it either put the same thing onto the SD or put like full res JPEG onto the SD so that when I'm say traveling, I can pull out the SD card, stick it in my MacBook Air, which has an SD card slot, and then uh, put up stuff onto the, uh, onto the internet or whatever without carrying a CF card reader and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. This was my grand plan mm-hmm. so the other day i go into uh best buy mm-hmm. and they had on sale 16 gig sandisk extreme sd cards that do 45 megs a second mm-hmm. for 25 bucks hmm. now the 60 megasecond extreme you know sandisk extreme compact flash cards which are a little bit faster whatever it is but for 16 gigs it's still 70 dollars yeah so for $24, I almost get the same thing as for the $70. Um, so I got one of these things and I put it in my camera. And now on a single card, I can get 400. Yep. You know, it sort of flips to it being cheaper for me to use SD cards. And 45 megs a second is plenty fast for me transferring stuff off of it. Yeah, because you, know? you don't shoot a ton. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, so we were out last night and uh, on the way back, we were walking to the subway and we walked by a Best Buy and I went and bought another one. Oh, good for so you. So I'm kind of switching... Well, because these because it used to be that SD cards were really slow. Well, they yeah uh, yeah, and and now I mean they still are compared to the fastest CF cards. The too. fastest CF cards, but you know what? I'm not shooting. I mean, maybe with I mean even video, I never had problems with my old compact flash, so it would be fine on these. No, well, the the way it works is if if because video has gotten so so huge now and people are using DSLRs for that. Right. The video files are big, you know, they're f- yes. sometimes as as large as four, seven, or eight gigs in size, and copying. Copying large files takes a while, takes a long time, you know? Yes. So it's kind of funny how, you know, the bigger the card is, the faster it needs to be so that you can 
you know, justify Get using stuff it. off of yeah. it, yeah. Um, so apparently <clears throat> the, the, it used to be in these, um, these things, there's like class 10 cards, and then this one is a UHS-1 card, mm. which I'm sure means something, some sort of certification. Yeah, I don't know. But I guess I guess my point is, is that like I went to go find any SD card, and they happen to have a good sale on the fast ones. And uh, so I, I got two of these. So now I can take like a thousand pictures in the things that are the size of something I could fit in my wallet. You could, you could swallow it, dude. You could, which is it's cool. the size of your toenail. Kind of, it's scary. Well, it's not that small. <laughs> SD cards are the size of my, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, it's like an inch by an inch and a half. I know. They're a little smaller. It's true. Anyway, so uh, just, uh, how do you feel about that? I mean, your your camera has dual CF. Yeah, the D3. Yeah. Yeah, D3s. I think that, yeah, the Nikon D3 was the first Nikon to to do the, the dual slot thing. And they've continued that with the D3S and the D3X, or I guess if technically you want to go the other what way. What about the new cameras? The new one, the D4 does also offer dual slots, but uh, as you might remember, Nikon uh, decided to put some chips down on Sony's new QXS. What the hell is it again? I have to look it up. Um, But the new, that new high speed compact flash replacement format, Um, which now, and this is interesting. You probably don't follow any of the, the Nikon rumor sites. Um, I just have one of them. I think I follow NikonRumors.com. Um, but, so, you know, the, you, whenever the first um, people get their hands on them, uh, the, you know, they're always posting those unboxing videos and photos and stuff like that. And I don't necessarily watch them, but, you know, I see them as they come by. And uh, one of the interesting things, and this, this the first one seemed to have landed in Europe, and uh, it's QXD is the, is the format. And uh, it seems that in the box, packed in with the camera, is a, an X... QD card reader and a 16 gigabyte card. Well, that's nice of them. I thought so too. Now that this might be just like a one-off special thing. So once those, well, those cameras, you are buying a $6,000 camera. <laughs> once those, once those cameras start hitting stateside, cause I don't think anyone here has claimed to have them yet. Um, we, we'll see if that's a, if that's a standard cross the board thing or if it's a, it's a special one-off thing. But, uh, but yeah, that, so wait, are, is one slot the QXD and one slot CF? Correct. Okay. Uh, and that's basically, I think that, that that makes a lot of sense. That's Nikon basically saying, hey, look, you know, we understand that, you know, you guys have a very long investment in CF and, you know, we're going to continue to honor that sort of supposedly. But here's the next best thing, which is, which is way faster. You know, I think it makes a lot of sense because this is higher performance. You know, they're, they're saying that this is our top end pro, you know, flagship camera and we're gonna, we want it to be as high performance as possible. And I uh, come to think of it, there, there have been some tests posted either on Rob Galbraith or, or DP review, one of those, you know, one of those sites where these guys have done those tests with, you know, the, the continuous shooting and, um, all that other stuff. And, and there is a noticeable, like I would say off the top of my head, 20, 25% speed increase, um, using the newer format, which, which makes sense. I mean, it's, it's, it's right. the new format. Um, and I think that's kind of, cool. I don't want more than that personally, more than 25%. Yeah, I mean, if it's if it's like this crazy new format, I'd want double. Well, know? this is the starting point, you know. I'm yeah, sure I it'll get sure. better over over time as it as it uh, as it evolves. It's still, you know, version one point Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, so it's it's interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna give these a shot and see how it is. I don't know. There's still something about them though that, like, I in my back of my head, I don't. Um, I still have a CF card in there, and I'm writing to both. 
Yeah, I think because that's I um I think that's I don't a smart quite trust it yet. Plan. Well, you know? I mean, I don't think you have anything to worry about. I, I, would, I don't I would think argue, I so either. But. I would actually argue that there are more SD cards out in the world in use day to day than there are CF cards. You know, I'm sure if there you think are. about all of the other devices, especially the point and shoot cameras, yeah. uh, audio recorders and tons of other things out there that use that uh, that technology. I think it's, yeah, it's, it's proven itself. I, I got a uh, I pulled out out of a box the other day a 64 megabyte <laughs> compact flash card. <laughs> I saw you. You posted that. Uh, it was for my RCA Lyra music player from 1999. Nice. I still have my original 16 gig card. 16 gig. Um, no, 16 16 meg. No, not si- maybe 16 meg. Maybe 64 meg. No, no, 16 meg. That came with uh, my Coolpix 5000 in like 2001. Um, yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. That's, I mean, this was a huge card for the time. It was like a $300 card I have it just for the card. I should go find that thing. Um, it's just it's just crazy that like and I have them. I'm holding them right now. 164 megabyte and 18 gigabyte and they are the exact same size. And I made a comment the other day, I think on Twitter that like all these things, compact flash cards and hard drives, they're like TARDISes. They keep getting bigger on the inside. <laughs> It's true. You know, it's true. It's like they just—it's just getting out of control. It's true. Um, but uh, the, so I, the, yeah, I was going to say the uh, the D eight hundred Nikon's other, um, you know, semi pro camera is the same as the five D three, where it has the yeah, one, just one, one of one each CF and one SD. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So so I got the five D three. I like it, and I've I've since I already sold my five D two to a very nice kid named Harrison. That was quick. Well, you know what it is? My feeling was I there will be a glut of these on the market in a few weeks as people get their 5D3s, and I got mine pretty early. Mm-hmm. So it has its most value right now. No, it's true. Well, it had its, its so, highest value before the, the, the one that, you know. The exactly, 5D3. but I needed my camera on Thursday. so <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, for a shoot. Sure. So it's, it's it, you know. I sold it. Yeah, I got a pretty good price for it too. It pays for about half of my other one. So nice. you flipped it. So I flipped it, which we talked about, I think, once before. Yeah, flipping technology, you know, ma- ma- maximizing the sale price and the buying. No, price that's a very well common, you know, well well practiced technique, and I I think it's a good idea. Yeah. So uh, so I did that, and it's it's just funny though. It's it's hard. It's hard to say goodbye to yesterday. <laughs> did you? Did, um, do you now? Were you the kind of guy who saved all the original boxes and packaging and wrappers? Original and box uh, manuals. The original um, uh, um, strap, of course, was in there, completely sealed because I never used the original straps. Nice. Um, so yeah, everything was in there. The only thing that wasn't in there because I destroyed it, kind of, was the USB cable. Which the Canon USB cables are kind of trashy. Those white ones. Oh, it came with um, a white one. I think it was white. No. I'm pretty sure it was white. I don't think so. Anyway, maybe that was from another camera uh-huh. or black. I mean, even if it was black though, like it just, it bent, you know, sure. like I bent one of the sure, ends sure. and, and it kind of got shot, but you know, he can go down to the store and get another one. Uh, I also gave him, I had an extra focusing screen cause the old camera could use multiple different focusing screens. Uh-huh. Uh, one that was a little more matte. So I gave that to him too. Huh. So yeah, I, it was essentially back to being new. And I, you know, I, Famously, uh, I tape up my cameras and I, I removed the tape, you know, the morning when I was selling it to him. And it's funny cause it's the first thing that I do when I get a new camera and it's the last thing I do when I get rid of it. Uh-huh. Um, and it was kind of like <laughs> the poor cannon symbol on the top was like, <gasps> I couldn't even breathe in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it's just what I imagined pulling it off, you know, nice. but it, it's just, you know, still in good shape and the kid seemed happy and he got a decent deal and, 
pays for half my thing. There you go. Uh, so yeah, flipping. But uh, new camera, great. It's uh, viewfinders, pretty great. Yeah, I was uh, I was impressed. I, it was yeah. it, it met my expectations. Let's put it that way. Yeah, it's 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 definitely a step up from the five D two as far as like handling goes. Yeah, and build, overall build quality and just overall uh, build and handling, it feels much more like a one like a pro body. Yeah, definitely. Um, the uh, the shutter doesn't sound like you know what what did, what did you liken it to? Uh, it was mushy. Mushy, if, if, yeah. If, no. Like it was like me, me. You know, it was like this weak little. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't. Yeah. Well, yeah, let's hear what the new one sounds like. Uh, I'm sure you have it sitting right there. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it, it's it's what I love tight. about this one, or it, it, what I think is interesting, is that it has that that just tiniest little metallic clink to it. It does, doesn't it? Here, let me get a little closer. Where can I get this? That's close. Um, yeah, it's weird. It's got a. It's got a good sound to it, and the uh, and now it can do like you know the crazy high. Uh, oh, that can't wait. Hold on a second. Oh, you're you're, you're making me tempted to go get my D3. We should do an AB comparison. Yeah, I'm I'm at a slow shutter speed, so it's running slow. Should I get it? Should I go get my other camera? Oh, I'm sure yours will be a lot faster. I'm but. curious. Um, but well, if you want to go get it, I can continue talking about this. Uh, hang on one second. I'll be right back. All right. Uh, so the. Uh, Viewfinder's great. The shutter is a lot tighter sounding. A lot, the whole thing just feels the build quality is better. It also has that crazy silent shutter mode, which I'd play for you, but you probably wouldn't even be able to hear it. Uh, actually, let's uh, let's try this silent shutter because like this. All right, I'm back. Wait here. I'm doing the, I'm doing the silent shutter. Yeah, it has that cool stealth mode. Yeah, it's 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 very very quiet. Which I could imagine being useful, like if you're uh, taking pictures in an interview or a performance or, or something like that. So here is the D3. Uh, oh, that's a two and a half. Yeah, I was going to say. Hang on a second. Let me put it on manual. Manual. And. Yep. Very percussive. That's got a little bit of a metal sound, too. It doesn't have, you know, it doesn't have quite the, 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 the like, um, the overtone in there? No, that's what I'm saying. There's like this, this yeah. like, like I was likening it to what what it sounds like when you drop a coin into a pile of change. Yeah. Whereas this this it's one, a, yeah. I just love how tight they're, it is, man. They're not they're not dissimilar though. No, it's it, uh, it, those sound much closer than certainly the old one. The old one was like clank clank. Yeah, it, it was like <laughs> wah, wah. You're like there are definitely yeah. two sounds to it. Whereas these, yeah. these are close enough where it's now it's like it's one fat sound. Right, and th- well, the thing that I love about that is that the now the bl- mirror blackout, the the time that the viewfinder is black because the mirror comes up out of the way, right. uh, is almost not there. You know, which uh, makes it feel much faster and more responsive overall. Right. Apparently the shutter button is actually much more responsive too, but and it feels that way. So you know what I likened it in my little review to it's almost like getting an SSD for your computer. Nah. Like it just everything just kind of feels faster. Totally. Um so anyway, it's pretty cool. But there you go. That's what does that do? Ten? It's like I don't know. Seven I think it's like nine. That's the high <laughs> speed and then there's a, there's a low speed. It is more than anyone ever needs. Well, if you're sports sports guy. Yeah, it's a lot. I, I never even you know, I never use that. When people shoot like that, like it's got to be a nightmare going through all those images. Well, you know what? It's it's it's. I think it's for 
journalists, you know, people who are doing like sports and politics, yep. you know, like trying to get yep. that. If you're shooting some, I mean, we've, I don't know if everyone has ever been in this position, but you and I have been in the position where you're trying to, like, you're covering an event. Yep. And, you know, getting a shot of someone talking sucks because they're, you know, they always look weird. You know, their mouth is half open, they're blinking weird, and, you know, their, their tongue is doing something silly. So sometimes you just, you know, you got to spray uh, and pray. Silly tongue. <laughs> you know, spray and pray, as they say, and, like, shoot a burst of, I don't know, seven or eight or ten images and hope that one of those came out okay yeah you know so for, no, for that kind of thing it's great and for and, you know for sports if you're trying to get that great catch or that great crash or that great save or whatever you know yeah you need that kind of coverage no absolutely for sports people it's 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 a whole other thing but you're almost getting to the point where you might as well just shoot video and take a frame out yeah, of it uh, until they in, enable raw video on dslrs which is i'm, I'm assuming will come soon enough uh yeah. they, they just that'll that's the next big thing but, you know, for anybody but sports shooters, essentially, uh, you're getting to the point now where these cameras do so much stuff that it's it's really about editing. It's it's choosing when not to take pictures and when not to shoot and, and how to get all the pictures you took down to a very small handful that are the good ones. You yeah, know? And, and basically um, knowing it becomes more about knowing, knowing when to exactly, shoot. Exactly, knowing where to stand right. and you know, right. when to and, be there. And so it's, it, in some ways, the democratization has gotten to the point where it actually may separate the wheat from the chaff just because you know back in the day any guy who could spend enough money and just take a lot of pictures you could be a pro but now it's getting to the point where it's like everyone could take a lot of pictures so now what you know uh it's interesting it's uh so the new camera the screen is great um actually the screen is fantastic there's a new rating button so you can oh yeah that was cute rate stuff on the fly yeah that was kind of nice um there's a the the vi- live view and video stuff is like a little switch like I think it is on some of the newer Nikon's too. I think yeah, like the um, seven. I want to say the seven D um, made that change. Yeah, too, where they yeah. moved the power button yeah. to the upper left. Yep. And now the live view and video record modes are sort of combined in one nicely convenient spot. Not too convenient though. Not, not that you you know hit it by mistake kind of thing. But that one right, like just to the lower right of the of the viewfinder. Yep. Uh, and then there's a little lock on the uh, mode dial, which I kind of like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you have to push down the middle to turn it. Um, yeah. So overall, I mean, I, I is it worth the you know eighteen hundred dollars it cost me to upgrade? Like, well, all those things to me, yeah. In the end, they probably add up to eighteen hundred bucks. But I also this is my main camera. Yeah, that's, you know, your, that's what that's I shoot with. Bread maker, so to speak. Exactly. So for me, those things make my life a lot better. Yeah. Um, so far, image quality is you know great but then again the the mark ii was pretty great so it's you know it's not like leaps and bounds better than the mark ii but there's less noise overall from what and, i've seen now let me ask you this you haven't noticed any like characteristic differences right like you you would say that the sensors are similar enough that like you know you don't feel like this is this is different that that different no from it, it definitely no it definitely feels yeah it feels like a canon sensor okay um it uh it, the color and everything is 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 it's a canon sensor cool um, the, the, the only thing that I've, the color might be a little more accurate, like right out of camera, but I, it's, it's weird because, okay. So I tried using the, uh, the problem right now is that the raw format, cause I shoot raw. The problem is that the raw f- format, the CR2 that this camera makes, uh, cannot be read by Photoshop or Lightroom yet. 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 And I'm sure it will be fixed in the next week or two, but right now it can't, yep. um, which is really frustrating because 
so what you had to use theoretically is the Canon software, which I hear the Nikon software is actually not that bad. Uh, well, yeah, they have this thing called... Some people actually use it, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes, some people actually use it. Uh, I, ca- I think it's called Capture NX. Yes, okay. Uh, now, is that way? Is that for tethered shooting, or is that actually for raw conversion? Oh, you know, you might be right. There's two of them. There's there's two halves to their software. One of them's free that comes with every camera, and the other one you, you have to pay like a hundred. Oh, right. Bucks for. There's one you have to pay yeah. for. Right. Okay. So maybe the one that you have to pay for is pretty good. The Canon one, which is called Digital Photo Professional, <laughs> the new version is three point one, uh-huh. is absolutely atrocious. Uh-huh. Like it's it's completely and utterly unusable to me. Huh. Um. It's like, um, you know, those like really bad image, uh, like, uh, not manipulating, but like cataloging softwares that used to be like on windows and stuff like back in the nineties alternatives to iPhoto. Yeah. But like back, like way back before any of this stuff, those crappy things. It's like one of those. You should see what the Macintosh versions of those looked like, like 10 years ago. They were horrific. and everything, everything, like you double click on an image and it pops up in a new window and then there's palettes that are like next to it. But if you click on a different window, the palettes disappear yep. and then you can't get them and back. And they don't use and any of the standard Macintosh user interface guidelines. It's like, oh no, we'll make uh, no, our own menu. Not. We got our own button. Yeah. No, we'll do it ourselves. Yeah. It is, it is, it's so bad that I literally opened an image and started playing with it and I closed <laughs> it and I said, I'm just going to shoot JPEG until I can get a rock and murder. <laughs> it was so bad. Awesome. It was unusable. That's funny. Um, so I did a little more research and it turns out that there is a, uh, Adobe camera raw update, uh, a release candidate. Oh, like a beta uh, version. W- yeah. Which is up on the Adobe site. And so you can download that and that lets you open them, uh, in Photoshop through camera. Raw. If you want to do it directly through camera raw, or there's also a DNG converter built in. So you can basically point it to a folder, having convert them all to DNG. And then the DNG is open up in like, nice. which is what I've been cool. doing. Uh, but it's it's like two extra steps, and they're kind of annoying steps. Well, fortunately, uh, you know they're going to fix it soon, and you know, it's not like you're right. working, you don't have a ton yeah. of jobs. If right this now. was if this was your actual workflow, this would be a yeah. problem, you know. Um, but just for the next week or whatever it is, I don't have a lot going yeah, yeah. on in the next few days, so it's fine. It's not a big deal. That's cool. Um, but uh, so that's kind of annoying. But the files overall, I mean, I the shadows open up really nicely, and and the highlights come back really nicely. Uh, it's uh, you know it's got that. Um, uh, it's, yeah, there's, it's fine. They're great, you know. But then again, again, like I said the other day, none of these cameras are holding anybody back. No, no. Like none, no camera for the last three years is. No, holding we're in a really, uh, <clears throat> we're in a good spot right now. I think it's the golden yeah, age. You know, I'm good. Uh, so, so overall handling, it's I, I give it, I give it a pretty good review. Uh, I wish the USB is USB two apparently on the side of it, well, which only seems like an issue is if you were tethering. Okay. Uh, but you know, I don't tether often enough to where that's like a crazy issue, but you know, I kind of wish they went USB three. I think the new Nikons are USB. three. Uh, are they? Uh, or at least the D 800 is Is it really? Yeah, I think uh, so. I have to look it up. Um, so the D 800 has been getting actually good reviews on, uh, on that, that DXO site gave its, its sensor the best ratings it's ever gotten. Yeah. Yeah. I actually have a, I have a link to that right over here, but, um, I will include that in the show notes. But uh, which is uh, interesting. Very interesting. I was surprised. I am surprised as well. Although you know, I really want to know how much more it'll resolve than these twenty-something megapixel cameras. You mm-hmm. know, I'm I'm sure it resolves a lot, but like, is it actually enough that it's really noticeable? You know, because it's essentially the jump between like twelve and sixteen or seventeen. 
Yeah, and and you know it's the same kind of percentage. <clears throat> and the number too. of points we're talking about here is like three or four points on their scale, which can't be that big of a deal. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, but they say it's not bad at at, at uh, high ISO. Uh, the, the other thing too is that I mean, with all these cameras, even this camera I'm using now, if there are deficiencies in the image quality. Almost always, it's something that like either the focus was a little off, or the depth of field wasn't there, or it's the edges of a frame of a zoom lens. I have yet to see anything that I look at and I say, "Oh, the sensor let me down." It's almost always the lens let me down, and I use really good glass. So <clears throat> I think we're getting to the point now where it's really much more about technique and lenses getting the most out of these sensors. Sure, you know, the the sensors have far outpaced the optics in front of them and the, and the skill of most of the photographers behind them. No, it's true. And that, uh, and that's where, you know, choosing your lenses, you know, is more of a testament to your style, you know, and what, yep. what the look you're going for is, uh, the sensors yeah. are really flexible, which I think is great. Yeah. It's just crazy. It's, it's just, just nuts. Oh, and the, the other thing about the 5D3, the, the autofocus oh my God. is now, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you played with it. It's fast. Yeah, well, it, it feels like it's supposed to now, you know, it feels yeah. like it's, it's doing uh, what it's supposed to. Like, it's actually, I think, the same autofocus that's in the 1D X. Uh, the X. New one. Yeah. So it's 61 point. It's nuts. Then again, I've turned all of them <laughs> off except for the center one. So right. what do I know? Right. Um, uh, I don't know. We'll see. I guess we'll see going forward. And when people get these D800s, we'll, uh, we'll know this more. This is interesting. I just, so I just looked it up. And the D800 does indeed have a USB 3 uh, there mini you go. connector. But the D4 only claims to have high speed USB, which I think is just, which USB is two. Yeah. That's interesting. interesting. Was the D four announced that much earlier than the 800 like a month? Maybe, maybe six weeks. Interesting. Yeah. Indeed. I although guess, the, uh, although guess... the D four does have a gigabit ethernet port on it. <laughs> so true. So that's, right. and that's so faster than that, USB. that sort of belies yeah. that, you know, I, I, the, um, they have the little Wi-Fi kit for this camera, the five D, uh-huh. um, which also has a gigabit Ethernet uh-huh. on it, which I think does a lot of the same stuff that you know the the new cameras uh-huh. do. Um, so for eight hundred bucks or whatever it is, you could always add that on to the five D. Yeah. You know? uh, if you were doing a lot of studio shooting, I could see that being a very handy or thing. sports shooting, you know, like where you're uploading stuff to the wire, so to speak. Yeah, I guess that's yeah. true. Yeah, uh, it turns into a little FTP site or something. Yeah. Um, have you tried this uh, new? A photo heavy show. Have you uh, tried the new Photoshop? No, I haven't. Uh, it's interesting. Well, I've heard that what I've seen is is that first of all, it's a huge, like m- major user interface uh, upgrade. Like they they changed a bunch of stuff as yes. far as the way it looks and feels. And it's dark yeah. by default. Lightroom. Lightroom. Yes, much much closer to Lightroom. And they cleaned up a whole bunch of the uh, UI elements, and everything is much more consistent and. And, uh, you know, I, I was playing with a picture on it the other day, and one of the, the uh, new features is this background saving. Oh, right. Just the constantly rolling in the background saving deal? Well, no. Okay. So there's auto save and then there's background save. So auto save is, yeah. So every five minutes or whatever it is, it's taking a snapshot so that if you, it's not saving the whole file. I think what it's doing is saving all the changes you've made to the mm. file to disk so that if... Lightroom or Photoshop crashes, it can open up the original file and make all those changes to it mm-hmm. again. You know, so if you're working with a giant file, it doesn't have to save two gigabytes every time. All it's got to do is keep track of what you've changed in those two gigabytes that it knows where that exists. Gotcha. Um, but uh, the other feature is background saving. So you hit save and a dialog box doesn't come up and lock you out modally. 
it lets you just keep working. So it kind of takes a snapshot and starts saving that in the background while you keep working. Which you would Which imagine like life changing yeah, that, for me. Well, that should have been here long ago. I mean, that's the kind of thing where it's like if you have a multi-threaded processor that can yeah. handle more than two or three things at a time, can't you yeah. just kind of offlay that to one of those guys that's not doing so much right now? You would think so, but they hadn't up until very recently. Yeah, and I th- and I think par- part of that I think is just that the the Photoshop code base is you know ancient. Well, they're they're doing their they're doing their best on that. I think one of the other new features uh on the Mac side is that uh this is the first version of Photoshop that is 64-bit only. Yes. Although, you know, I don't think that that is very surprising. No, but it's it's right? I mean, it speaks to something like, like I mean, it's like look, you know, when they when they've got that uh line drawn in the sand, that's that's a huge chunk of code that they don't need to worry about anymore. Old legacy stuff that they it's can true. Get rid of. It's yeah. true. Uh, so uh, overall, I mean, it I hasn't been you know life changing, but it's fast. Um, it's always a little strange using keyboard commands, and you know, I've spent so much time in Photoshop that even just having the interface changed a little mm-hmm. bit is like a little. I'm like, wait a minute, where'd that go? Oh, I don't know if I like the way that looks, you know. And I'm yeah. sure in a week, I won't even notice. Oh. Um, you can change from what I remember from when I saw the Adobe guy talk about it and show a few features off a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you can change the interface color. Oh. So you can go back to a lighter gray if that's what you right prefer. Um, and I, I may, cause I kind of liked, you know, sometimes it's too dark. It's like, you feel like you're working in a room with no windows, <laughs> which I know is how a yeah, lot of, I think a lot of people work, do that, but, work, do that. but, uh, but it's just kind of a little claustrophobic to me. Working in night dark thing. I don't like that about Lightroom hmm. either. Speaking of Lightroom, Lightroom four, yeah. really slow uh, for hmm. me. And I had uh, converted a catalog, my old catalog, and that's what I was using. And it was actually a Lightroom three catalog that was converted from a Lightroom two catalog. So there was a fair amount of cruft hmm. in there. I'm mm-hmm. assuming. So when I installed the new SSD, I actually just because I do DNG and I keep all my metadata inside the the DNG files. My Lightroom uh, uh, catalog really doesn't mean anything to me. Sure. Right? Like, I can just re ins- reload, make a new catalog, import all my images into it, and I'm right back where I started. Right. It just takes a couple hours or whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's not actually, well, it's like an hour. Yeah. Um, so I did that the other uh-huh. day. And because my new SSD is like 250 gigs, uh-huh. I had the uh, Lightroom catalog and its cache on the SSD. Uh-huh. And that made a world of difference. But you're, so you're so, saying now, even even with that, it's still slower. Uh, now it's about what it was, or a little bit faster. Huh. Maybe no, it's a lot faster. <laughs> okay, but it's it's certainly a lot faster than uh, it was. You know, the problem is I changed two variables, right? I both created a new catalog and I put it on the SSD. So was it the catalog mm. refresh or was it the yeah, SSD? Probably a little from both. A little from both, yeah. But uh, anyway, just something interesting. So if you've imported the catalog, somebody told me that uh, Adobe is going to put out an update in the next few weeks, in the next week or so, because uh, they realized that there were actual problems with the way it was doing the updating of the old catalogs. And they're actually putting out a refresh, which I'm sure will have the new camera yeah, yeah. stuff that in it sense. too, uh, all, all at once. Nice. You know? uh, anyway, it's interesting stuff. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You got, yeah, you have to load it up and try it out. Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, the new Photoshop though. It's a beta until it comes out. I think you can use the beta. So, and it, it sits next to the old version. So you can have both installed. Sweet. 
So everyone should give that a shot if you're that kind of person. Uh, so last week we uh, told you how our uh, bandwidth and uh, uh, um, server, what else? Server yeah. stuff, yeah, is 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 now costing us a little yep. money. Um, uh, we asked for donations and 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 a few of you got back and were very very generous and very nice. So we'd like to yeah. thank you for that. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Uh, and uh, anybody else who's been on the fence, all the cool kids are all doing All of it. them. <laughs> it's true. Uh, it's it's just and nice. All you need to do is go on over to circuitous.tv and hopefully you know how to spell it, but it's C-I-R-C-U-I-T-O-U-S dot TV. Like the word circuit. Yeah. I always remember the word circuit. It's it's similar to Triscuit, which that whole... Well, circuitous is spelled almost exactly how it sounds. Isn't well, it? except for the whole UIT thing, circuit. You know, it's like it, I could see that yeah, being okay. confusing for some folks. All right, I'll I'll, I'll buy that for uh-huh. a car. That's all. That's so all. Damn, thanks, this- man. I think about it. I was just thinking about that. Now, uh, even if you give us a dollar, right? That that averages yeah. out to twenty five cents per episode ish. You know, and I don't think we're even using that much. You know, I don't. Even, you're talking a dollar yeah, a month. I think so. Not even a month. Just just yeah. give us a dollar. Yeah, for a dollar would cover, you know, yeah. a ton of a ton of bandwidth. A dollar would cover the downloads for one person for a year. Something like that. It's absurd. It's so. It's. I yeah. mean, it's. It's not like it's expensive, but I mean, the fact that it yeah. costs something now is just is just something to think about. You know, if, if the, for some of these companies are using Amazon S3 as like their backbone, like Dropbox. <laughs> does Dropbox use sure S3? Yeah. Wow. It just I think to myself like that's got to cost them a lot of money unless they, they get probably a special have a, deal. Yeah, I think they have an arrangement. It's just very very odd. You think so? Uh Well, I just I just even our cost, I mean it's not a lot, but it's you know a few bucks. Could you and you know, it's just could you imagine if you were if you had hundreds of thousands of downloads of a file? No. That would get crazy fast. It's interesting. Yeah, well that's I mean that's how major you know, media developers, you know, like professional podcasters and people who stream video. I mean, can you imagine what YouTube must be like as far as their bandwidth usage is like? Luckily Google owns them. Uh, Hey, uh, speaking of which, uh, just quick little thing, you know, you that uh, in case snap case, which is the iPhone case that you and I Uh use uh, that you got me turned on to. I bought a new Uh, one. Mine. Yeah. Mine cracked. The the, the part around the buttons like kind of broke off. That's the most common place. Is that where you're, that's where yours broke starts. too, and it snapped uh, right where, like the top edge of the camera, like yeah. hole, cracked yeah, as well. Is that where it has your cracked there too? Yeah. All right. So this one, I think, lasted me what? Like I got it last summer. When did Steve Jobs October. die? October. Okay, so I bought this in October because I bought it the day after he died. Okay. Uh, I just remember because I went to the Apple Store and there was a big giant thing of, uh, you know, candles and stuff sure. outside. Uh, so October, so six months it lasts me. So six months, I guess, is what you get out of what, these what I Actually, I didn't mind it that much um, because it made the case that much easier to remove, um, which I've started doing okay. more with that with that little alo clip lens thing because that, that doesn't work with the case on the oh, camera. Oh, right, right, right. take the case yeah. off the camera. So. So, okay, so I can see bad. that. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I wish I could, uh, I wish I could have it... Um, yeah, I just wish this case wouldn't break. That's annoying. So well, I gotta go spend another thirty. But better the case to break than you know than your phone get damaged. I it's mean, true. It's, for, no, right? it's true. It's true. Anyway, just something out there. Uh, we gonna wrap this up, or you have any other anything else? To um, add? I don't know. 
feel like I had something else I wanted to talk about, but I can't remember. And we already have been chatting for about an hour. You know, you said the other day when you were playing with my camera, I don't know if I should say this on the air, but you said that the 5D3 was pretty nice. And if you had to buy a new camera, this might be on your list. Yeah, uh, it wouldn't not be on the list. But man, it's gotten to the point where I just can't, I can't even imagine buying a camera at this point. (laughs) Well, not only buying a camera, but also buying lenses it's like man once you get invested in one system yeah, the, I, I would you really get that's invested. the thing man uh, it's gotten the th- now granted i'm i'm speaking in from a very specific perspective uh and that is a from a sort of a professional point of view as a new york city based photographer and um it just you know the the variety there's so many awesome tools to choose from and there's no way you can own all of them right unless you're really really rich and um, you can you can get pretty much anything you would want for a pretty reasonable price for, uh, for, by renting it from any number of places that are you know yeah. n- not even a few miles True. away you know and and it's just yeah. like you, you know it's like I can rent uh, a five D Mark II and the eighty five millimeter one point two lens which would cost me like easily five grand to buy and I can rent that yep. that kit the, just that lens and that that body for like a hundred bucks for a day. You know, and then yep. hopefully I'll be, you know, at that, I'm at that point now where I'll be making enough to justify that, you know, um, and then that way I don't have to worry about it. You know, then it's like, you know, it's my, my thing with that is that then you got to go pick it up and drop it's it off. It's true. Um, that, that does factor in a little bit, but, and I like to use my equipment for my own stuff on top of, yeah. And see stuff. that's where, that's where it gets interesting with the whole personal thing. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm at, I guess a weird crossroads in my own personal growth as a photographer where i i'm I'm feeling less um less attached to gear than i well both less attached and way more informed than i ever have been you know now it's gotten to the point where it's like in in the past you know i used to love being the guy who you know who knew every single thing there was to know about this one thing and you know and owning it and loving it and and having the whole set and everything like that and now it's gotten to the point where it's like oh man uh, now I know everything about this thing and all of the stuff about its competition and, and, and yep. then even two things above and two things below too, you know, so it's like, I know, yeah. so now all of this, now I'm really familiar with all this stuff and, and it's gotten to the point where I can't, I can't make it as clear cut a decision. I, I, I can't choose just one. So rather than choosing just one, I f- figure choose them all and then, you know, rent them as I need them. Sure. So that's kind of, yeah. that's kind of where I am right now. I mean, that might change in another couple again, of years, who knows? Back to the other thing, it, like none of these things. Like, if you have a camera, if you have a five D Mark II, if you have a D three, if you you know, if you have a a, a Rebel XT yeah, X three I or D three I or whatever, yeah, any of those yeah. things, they're all great cameras, man. Yeah, it's like none of this stuff. Like, if you think buying a new camera is going to make you a better no, photographer, no. Like, it might open a door or two that that you know that was closed to you before, as far as an opportunity is yes. concerned, or as far as the yes. logistics of getting a, a specific kind of shot. Sure, I mean we can't argue with that. Yeah. But my my argument, and it still stands to this day, man. You you got to ask yourself what do what, what did the professionals use. Uh, before you know so like you, you, yep. you, if we make a list of the top 100 we can make any number of lists top 100 grossing pictures right pictures that sold the most uh, top 100 sure. most influential most you know, famous, famous or, not, yeah, not yeah. even talking about money just like yeah. what an, no what an amazing image what camera well, these guys but let's, used but let's do that let's for a second and if we were to make that list and say okay well what camera and what lens did these guys use by any standard uh, all that stuff is old antique ancient junk at this point 
but you can go, you can put hey, that. I like I'm just saying like you that. can put that rig together today, and and get the same quality uh, shot that that person did however many years ago, and and that stands from like ten years ago too. I mean, you know, ten years ago people were using Nikon D ones, you know, and D one Xs or whatever. Yep. And that's what like a three megapixel sensor or a five megapixel at most, um, you know, and. And they still made great looking shots, you know. So it really sure. has nothing to do with the the camera. And, and if you're not printing bigger than a giant poster, you don't need more pixels. It's the truth. So it's this, you know, it gets yep. silly. But we'll we'll get into more of that sure. next week. <laughs> uh, so circuitous TV, uh, circuitous conversations at gmail If you have any yep. questions, and we also have the Amazon link too. Uh, that that came up once before. Oh yeah. Um, so if you don't want to, so that just to be really explicit and clear in case you haven't actually visited the website and you still have no idea what we're talking about. If you do go to circuitous.tv and you look on the right hand side of the, of the webpage, you will see two, uh, things that you can click on there. Uh, the topmost one, well, or the least bottommost one, I guess, cause they're both kind of in the bottom is the, is the little familiar yellowish PayPal donate button. So if you've got a PayPal account, you can go ahead and click on that and toss us some coins in the hat, so to speak. Uh, and just below that is an amazon.com link, which, uh, it basically just takes you to Amazon and then you, you'd use Amazon just as you normally would. Um, but should you happen to buy something at that, at that visit, uh, we would actually get a little bit of a, a percentage of that sale. So, and it doesn't, you know, doesn't affect the price of it or anything like that. It's actually kind of, it's kind of yep. neat. doesn't make a difference to you. So, yeah. so anything you buy through Amazon, if you click on that link, you will be helping yeah. us out. So, Thanks, and uh, yep. Uh, yeah, again, feedback. Any any thoughts? Feedback, uh, praise. Uh, what's the opposite of praise? Critique. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, sure. Welcome. Const- constructive sure. criticism. Uh, please uh, bring it on. We uh, we'd love to hear from you. All right. Absolutely. Uh, and so until next week. Thanks for listening. Bye bye. Right on.